Yes, as voters in Victoria exercise their power today to determine who will run the state, they may also be thinking about a different type of power generation in the form of electricity. Labor's idea to revive public ownership of the State Electricity Commission, which was privatised in the 90s, the SEC, one of the stalwarts of our lives up until the 90s, that's been one of the headline proposals during the campaign. Labor claims it will help reduce rising energy costs, that it will provide generation and storage to speed up the energy transition. And in the words of the Premier, Daniel Andrews, the power stations won't be for profit, they'll be for people. Now, the proposal has stunned business. Uh, the prominent businessman, Tony Shepherd condemned it this week as no- a nonsense back-to-the-future idea. But according to the Grattan Institute's energy analyst, Tony Wood, the policy does seem to be playing out rather well politically, and I welcome him now. Uh, Tony Wood, hello there. Good morning, Geraldine. I I guess you must be right about your sense of how it's playing out, given the amount of SEC logos and badges we've been seeing being worn during the campaign. I wonder how much has been spent on that for a start. But yes, um, it certainly seems to be a politically attractive idea when people are confused and concerned about the things they hear about power prices going up very nastily in the next couple of years and saying, well, maybe we've got to find someone to blame. Let's blame the system and we'll take over again. So you can see why it does appeal. And there's very little detail um, provided yet as to how this new SEC, uh, reincarnated, brought back from almost the dead, would actually work. Well, what real what detail is there? Well, the idea is that the um, uh, SEC, a new SEC, would effectively be a competitor in the market, in the electricity market. That's a very different animal from the SEC that you were describing and many Victorians either hated or loved it um, 30 years ago and many of them would say, well, don't bring that back and some would say, yes. So what exactly is this new SEC going to be and do? It's not going to, I don't think, from what we've seen, take over the entire system and renationalise it. Um, Victoria, of course, is also connected to other states, so it won't be Ireland, Victoria, um, will it be a commission that basically operates on the whim of a minister or will it be a private, a corporatised entity that has a separate board and makes its decisions, you know, on, on how to invest and so forth? All those questions are unknown. Until you've answered those questions, it's hard to tell whether this is the best way to deliver a very different system from the one we've had for the last 100 years almost um, or whether we can just fix the market, which we've actually pretty well broken because it wasn't designed for the new system, and we've not been attending to it in a way we should have. Um, I think it, uh, the plan does suggest 60,000 jobs, doesn't it, by 2035? Well, if the physical system's going to change as it must, there will be jobs, and there'll be different jobs, they'll be in different places, and there's no reason at all why the jobs wouldn't come with the private sector versus the SEC. So um, I don't see why that would be any way different. Um, the, the, the plan talks about creating a lot of apprentices, but... If this SEC is going to invest and own and operate renewable energy projects and not own them outright, maybe 51%, I think, um, then it's not going to employ that many people. So, again, the question is, well, where are the, if these jobs are going to come with building out the transmission network and investing in all the renewables, a lot of that will still be done by the private sector and that investment needs to be um, – the investment needs to be attracted – and needs to get a return so that the shareholders and we benefit from that. Um, so I don't think why that would make any difference. What's unclear to me yet, Geraldine, is exactly how this animal, in doing what it will have to do and probably what the private sector could do if it had a properly operating market, 
um, then I don't see why this would deliver the sort of benefits that the government is hoping to achieve. It's worth having a look at, absolutely. Everything should be looked at when things are getting into a bit of a mess. But uh, I think we need to be convinced this is the right step because otherwise it could look like a step back to the uh, back to the past or it could look like a different future and we don't know enough about to, to make up our minds really, which is tricky on election day. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, the Premier has said a Labor government would spend $1 billion to develop its own renewable energy assets to meet its tougher new emission targets um, that are likely to end coal power generation in the state by 2035. So I'm presuming that some people will think if that helps reduce volatility uh, if the private market isn't working necessarily, well, good luck to him. Well, again, um, if, he's, if they're going to do that, there's no obvious reason why that billion dollars couldn't have been invested in the private system, in the, in the, in the current market arrangements, if we were giving companies the incentive to make those investments and if we'd had a stable situation for those investments because one of the big criticisms of what's happened only in the last few years, not going back to when the um, SEC was privatised, is that because we haven't really said, look, we want a market that's different. We want a market that doesn't just provide reliable, affordable power. We also want lower emissions. We also want renewables. But we've not been clear at all of what sort of policy we want to do that. And, you know, the debate that's raged in our climate wars about do we have, um, you know, a, ca- a carbon pricing or carbon taxing system of the sort that Julia Gillard pushed ultimately unsuccessfully, they're the sort of discussions that would, they're the sort of market structures and discussions which would deliver an outcome regardless of who owns it. I don't think the ownership necessarily delivers lower cost or the, or the sort of things that we want. There's different ways of doing that. And you've got to be convinced that going back to an alternative model would actually do it better. Well, that is interesting because I notice in some of your writing, um, you say the revived SEC is actually an investment vehicle for wind and solar generation, but will private equity put money into a politically controlled entity? So that's that's taking the discussion to a next stage in a way, isn't it? Well, we've also got the other peculiarity is, as many of us follow um, AFL, I expect, um, it's a bit like instead of the commission just making the rules of how the players will play on the field, we've now got the rule maker putting its own team on the field. Now, not only does that mean that 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 new team has to make its own investments in all their jerseys and players and so forth, but those players who are competing with that new entity have to understand, well, is this entity going to play by the same rules or is it going to have its own set of rules, especially for that? And the, you know, I think the, the issue the, we've seen over years when governments do own these things, A, they do tend to cost more, but B, more importantly, they're often used if they're not set up properly for other political reasons. And I'm not suggesting that's behind this government's um, decision, but I'm just suggesting it needs to be thought about that when governments own businesses, they will do what businesses do, but they'll also do what governments want. That could be good, it could be bad, and we have to be very careful about the way it's set up so it doesn't just become some form of you know, money. We've seen before in other states when the treasuries wanted to extract more profit from these businesses to help address budget problems. That means that effectively our electricity prices pay for roads and rails and schools and other things, right? Now, that not, may not be bad, but when it's hidden behind the cloak of government budgets, then I think it becomes problematic. 
Yes. So in the past, when we had uh, we had the SECs, I mean, and of course they did employ a lot of uh, apprentices. This was a very interesting part when I can remember the whole debate about privatisation. Um, did they didn't have any competitors? I mean, they did it all themselves, didn't they? That's the whole point. We were in a, a totally different world, whereas now we've got the AGLs, the Origins, the Energy Australia, and so on. So that's the new world you're describing. Yeah, and I think I think that's the world in which the government or the, the Labor Party is proposing. If in government, they would introduce re, reintroduce the SEC, not the old SEC, as you said, that did everything. And there's, there's arguments in favour of that, of course, but there's also very strong arguments against it and why we did it the way we did. Because um, particularly of because of it being, I remember Nick Reiner talking about this, former New South Wales Premier, just the phenomenal amounts of money he anticipated would have to be spent by government to keep up, which of course is true, isn't it? That was a major problem. Yeah, and the money, the actual cost of what we have to do doesn't change all that much regardless of who owns it. The question is how do we decide who decides and what's the best way to run those businesses? And most of the time we find that not everything we provide, it doesn't always make sense for the private sector to do everything. Absolutely not. But the government has to set the rules of the game and if those rules become vague and and, and, um, unclear – and if you then try and say, well, the government's going to invest, then I think the things get very messy. And I think the question here is to be very clear why this, in, under what circumstances this is going to operate and provide benefits. It could provide some benefits, but I'm not sure I can see them. And other states, of course, even today, like Queensland, they have a version of Indeed, they do. this beast. And so it seems to operate and the private sector puts up with it. But again, the rules of the way that business operates are a bit clearer than we've seen so far from the way this SEC would um you know, would, would operate in this new world. And the investment will be the same. It's a bit like, if you are you better off owning your holiday home or are you better off renting it whenever you need it? Now, if you've got enough money, some people will say, I'd rather own it. But, of course, you need to realise that when it's sitting there down at Portsea or wherever it is and you're not in it, um, the money that you've, you've been spent to buy that home, is that holiday home, is not being used for other things. And that's exactly the sorts of decisions we have to think about. Sarah M- McNamara, who's the CEO of the Australian Energy Council, which represents major energy retailers and generators, was very strident uh, criticising the plan. She said that companies had already taken a hit and written off billions because of market changes. Uh, and she argued that this amount of investment that Daniel Andrews is, is uh, suggesting would further punish shareholders who'd invested in the transition in good faith. Is that a fair criticism, do you think? Well, I think it's a, it's, it's a concern. Um, it's not yet clear that that's what would happen. The numbers that you know, in, in the um, in the premier's announcement about this, he talked about that companies over the since nineteen ninety eight had made twenty three billion dollars in profit. I think now that number is simply wrong. It's not profit. The number that's been quoted is the, this is before those companies paid their taxes, before they paid for the financing of the investments that they've made, and of course any whether it's government owned or privately owned. The investments would have to be paid for, the money would have to be paid for, and if the companies aren't paying taxes because the SEC's there, then you've got to find money from somewhere else to do all the other things you want to do with government. So I think it's very confusing to claim that you know companies shouldn't make profit, and this new SEC isn't going to do everything by itself. It's going to do it in joint ventures with um, industry super funds, for example, is what the Premier talked about. Now, those businesses are, in the interests of their members, supposed to make a profit, not zero profit, not grossly horrible profit, but a profit. And so this idea that demonising profit is a good idea, I think, is a very poor way of dealing with what is a very significant problem. So whether or not um, c- companies will be spooked for all sorts of reasons, 
One of them will be, I think, that this, you've got this new team on the ground and how are we going to compete with this and what's it going to do to the, to the investment model. It may even deter the sort of investment we do need desperately in our system to modernise it and move to the lower emissions future that we all need. See, it's interesting, just to go back, uh, only got two minutes left to that Queensland model because there are other states, as you say, they've got a mix of um, privatised and public ownership assets or, you know, corporatised public assets. What's been the feature of how they've pulled this off then, Will, in your view? I think they've pulled it off well, yeah. The (laughs) The game hasn't over yet. I think the real question is each of those have different ways of being structured what needs to be done is that if they're going to have the SEC, which we may very well after today, then let's make it very clear what it's going to be look like. Is it going to be a, a corporation with its own board and decision-making processes, independent of ministerial intervention, and how will it invest and what, what will its mandate be so that then the private sector who will operate alongside it can say, okay, we've got a different team on the field. We can play against those guys and get on with life because most of the time private sector businesses will put up with a lot of stuff and get on with their lives, what they don't like is unpredictability and that we, we need to know exactly what this animal will be look like mm. and how it will operate and that's going to be the priority, I think, Geraldine. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Tony. Thanks, Jim. Tony Wood, the Energy and Climate Change Program Director at the Grattan Institute and full disclosure, I am a member of the Grattan Board. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.